Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, the following show is brought to you in part because of a partnership between iWorkRim and one of our board members, Don Hoover, from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Don's the owner and CEO of Binkley and Hearst, a farm implement dealer. And really a cool place because it's like having a car dealership, but everything works to harvest food. And he's the local leader of the Business Community Network online at bcnlife.org. Don Hoover, you've got a guest for us today, Bryce Taylor. Why? Why did you want Bryce Taylor to be on with us today? Um, Bryce Taylor is one of those people that really gives me hope in the future of the church. The body of Christ is alive and well. And some of the younger folks, the guy is, what is he, 25 years younger than I am? And has a tremendous heart for God, a heart for people, um, knew of him. He's had a real influence on my sons and many, many other young people in the region. And so, yeah, when we had a need here, God knew. And uh, Bryce came, and we had actually kind of a, you might call it almost a chance encounter of meeting at my house when he was out there with his seven sons and his wife and parents-in-law fishing. And talk a little bit about where he's at on his journey. And I said, maybe we should have this conversation about you coming to work mm-hmm. in this role. And he said, maybe we should. And so we talked and we prayed and we prayed and we talked. And it's just been really amazing to have him here and have the gifts that God's entrusted to him being used uh, to work here side by side with him in the business as ministry uh, endeavor. Today we talk with Bryce Taylor, husband to Christina and father to seven boys. God isn't done with him yet. I can't wait for you to hear his story. Bryce Taylor, welcome to I Work For Him. What is the path the Lord used to move you from New Zealand to Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Yeah, I was uh, helping a church plant in my hometown. And the pastor uh, started this church plant and needed a worship leader and, and youth guy. And that's what I was doing. So I jumped in to help out and uh, two years uh, with them as a family, he was discipling me, and uh, one day he mentioned ministry. If I was thinking of being a ministry, I should check out Elam, and he was a graduate of Elam and Regent University, and so uh, they ended up paying for my first semester at Elam in Lima, New York, and um, my second year at Elam, we were in New York City um, serving with different missions there and with the homeless, and that's where I met my wife, Christina. Uh, while we were out there um, on my days off, sitting in the stairwell, we weren't. I was leading a team. wasn't supposed to be talking to the girls, uh, but this one I I could not get off my mind, and and we were hanging out, uh, just chatting, talking about life, and uh, and yeah, we hit it off. A year later, we got married, and um, she has grand her grandparents are from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and. So we've been to New Zealand and North Carolina and Virginia and ended up in Lancaster County back with her, where her family roots are. So tell us about the living room. What, where, did, where, where did that idea come from and, and tell our listeners what it actually is? Yeah, when we got to Lancaster County, uh, not dissimilar from anywhere else where we moved, uh, we were coming back from New Zealand uh, from working with Christian Camping 
and uh, we knew we wanted to be in Lancaster with her folks. We were just about to have a third child, and we wanted uh, help. You know, raising kids takes mm-hmm. a village. So we, <laughs> especially when you that's have, when a you only have three. Now you got yeah. seven. It's going to take an entire county. Exactly. But we were just getting them, you know, warmed up and ready mm-hmm. for the seven. Right. So uh, I was in construction, working on a uh, uh, what we call a a deck. You guys, uh, I think that's what you call it yeah, here. A deck. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was working on that with a bunch of young adults, and one of them asked me, like, "What are you going to do while you're here in Lancaster?" You know, I thought you were a pasta. Uh, and and so as we were talking, I was actually asking them. Or what what's needed, and as they were talking, uh, that's when the idea birthed in me. Mm. And what the need was there was for for them to experience. They were all going away to YWAM, and experiencing this great thing coming back, and and then not going to church. Mm. And so I started asking them why, and out of that I realized, man, the, the our young kingdom people who are talented gifted and want to be in ministry or want to do ministry wherever they are Mm -hmm. these guys are construction workers right uh they wanted to put that to work but the church was not a place they could find that like experience or growing in that and so i said hey man we need a place that grows up leaders in the faith a place where you don't have to go away to learn that stuff but it's, it's right at home it's it's happening in the church Mm -hmm. so that's where the idea for the living room came and what did the living room look like? I mean, what well, we, is we it? started. Well, I I interviewed for the church at the church, and uh, uh, there was I think thirty five to forty young adults when we started, mm-hmm. and it grew to over five hundred in, in uh, four years. Mm-hmm. But you didn't meet on Sunday. No, Tuesday nights. Yeah. You can't have church on a Tuesday night. I know. That can't possibly work. Exactly. Does God come on Tuesdays? God doesn't. Uh, apparently, <laughs> he, does, he doesn't care, huh? <laughs> no, he doesn't really have partiality i think that's in james but he you know he really blessed something that i think was sidelined you know like young adults felt sidelined and so we kind of went with that you know and we said hey welcome to the living room you know when people would show up and we say like relax Mm -hmm. let's talk about whatever needs to be talked about and people are coming from from work and we had in this area what's unique is the uh you know amish mennonites Mm-hmm. that for the young people, they were exploring, a lot of them exploring. So we exp- experienced, I would I would say, a, a, a revival of sorts because people are exploring faith in a place they were comfortable being, and they would come in their Amish garb and their, you know, whatever. It didn't matter because they were welcome. Mm-hmm. And so we would talk about the things that they wouldn't normally talk about mm-hmm. in a large group setting. So it, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't threatening. Mm-hmm. And so that was... Uh, intentional because we wanted to just break down those walls and uh the and that's why we trained in leaders so before living room happened on on the 7 p.m on tuesday night we would do it 6 p.m leadership development mm. and we would welcome in the ones the hundred that would reach the rest and we started with 10 that would reach the rest and we grow it to 100 leaders and the the idea being that once we're done with the service uh, we would we'd create an environment or a living room setting that they would relax and we served coffee, can sure. you believe it, at 8 p.m. at night. And they would just sit down and drink coffee. And the leaders, the 100 leaders, uh, did this thing called the vitals throughout the room, around the room. They just walk around and go, so who, you know, who is God to you? And, and it, it opened up this, this great thing. And so people were coming to Jesus, and, and it wasn't from the pastor. It was from the, uh, the other the young leaders, adults. Yeah. They were doing the ministry. So you, 
<clears throat> you come to a foreign country, you get trained up as a pastor, and all of a sudden you're living outside the box. You started a church service on a Tuesday night to young people who weren't going to church. Yep. To have a conversation about the practical nature of connecting faith into their lives, really whole life discipleship kind of stuff. Right. And this was wildly successful. And then you needed a break. I mean, there's a sabbatical in there. You needed a break. I mean, uh-huh. I, I'm reading your, your bio. You needed a break. You took your family back home. Yep. That's kind of what came out of that was um, we can't be saying no to these ideas and adventures and we can't get stuck in a rut. And that's what came out of that was, are you in a rut? You know, are you stuck? Are you not thinking outside the box anymore when it comes to ministry? So we started rethinking, you know, what is it that we are doing? What is ministry? And we realized a lot of our ministry was coming out of our home through hospitality through relationships, through community, we were doing the, what I was teaching in the living room, the vitals. You know, we were doing that outside of the ministry, maybe even more, because I was in the leadership role now in our church. I'd already raised up a young guy to take over the living room, uh, Shannon Khan, who is an incredible uh, leader, and he was running with it. And so I was pouring myself more into leadership stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. And so what was I doing? What was my leverage? What was my vantage point? How are we doing it as a family became even more important because I was no longer with the young adults, right? I was no longer the guy preaching or leading those meetings. I had already raised up somebody else to do that. So as I took a back step, I realized, you know, it's so important. We're my wife and I, that we're doing this. We're preaching it. Where are we doing it? And we realized we were doing it, but where was the intentionality? How are we doing it? And that was what came out of that was we want to be more intentional as. So what changed? What did, what did the Lord lead you to do next? Just to be more intentional. You know, I, 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 what weeks are going by that somebody isn't in their home mm-hmm. receiving a meal with us? Are we breaking bread with people? That'd be an experience for anybody going to a house with seven boys, that's for sure. So the Lord has led you through a pathway that involved actually going to another church, but he led you here to Binkley and Hearst. As you're in, like COO, you're in charge of operations. I can't remember if it was VP, VP, of, VP operations. of operations. That's a big stretch from the living room. Mm-hmm. Well, what's it look like for you today? Well, it's it's much of the same. People are people. People are people. Hmm. And so I work with, you know, the operations, but it's leaders leading people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, the people come to this company, they have gifts and talents and strengths, and they know how to do this better than I do. But much of the time, they're looking for how do I prioritize what's needed, um, what, what, what strengths do I need to bring to the surface, and so... What are we doing? Hmm. And so I'm helping. I'm just asking questions. I'm really coaching and doing what I was doing before. Oh, you, know? you almost took my next question because I was going to ask you, how did then your experience at the living room really help prepare you for for what you're doing now at Being Clean Hearst? Well, it was a great sit-up. You know, I, I feel like God's just been in that and leading me through this. I didn't know at the time, but right. he was preparing me. And, and that's often the case. Isn't it? I was just going to say, you know, I think our li- our listeners need to hear that. I know I need to hear that. Sometimes when you're when you're learning maybe a really hard task or you're just in a in a place that you're, you know, there's maybe some a lot of uh, your giftings are being used or whatever. You're like, what are you what are you doing, Lord? What do, what what's going on? And then you can look back and say, he's he was preparing me for this. How mm-hmm. cool is that? Mm-hmm. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, General Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I I Work work For Him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? 
Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iWorkForHim and online, iWorkForHim.com.